0: This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Earlier this month, West Virginia University affirmed its decision to cut 28 majors and more than 140 faculty positions. A new art exhibition titled Deep Cuts by University faculty, students, and alumni reflect this loss.
1: I started here in 2008 in the Humanities Department. Unfortunately, all the faculty from that department has been fired, um, let go, which was kind of mind-blowing considering the amount of students I had for about $23,000 a year.
0: That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. Constitutional questions surround a recent appointment by Governor Jim Justice. Randy Yowie has more.
2: On August 30th, Justice appointed Delegate Mike Honaker, a Republican from Greenbrier County, to serve in the legislatively created position of Inspector General for the State Department of Homeland Security. However, the state constitution prohibits legislators from being appointed to any position created under law passed during their term of office. The governor's office says Honaker was hired into an existing Homeland Security position and will be formally appointed to the newly created position at a later date. Senator Donna Boley, Republican from Pleasance County, chairs the Senate Committee on Confirmations and says the issue will be investigated.
3: It's unconstitutional for a delegate or a senator to vote on something that he later benefits from. The governor may be right, I don't know.
2: Honaker says the job was never discussed or considered when he voted to create the position. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston.
0: More than $7 million in federal funding has been approved for three West Virginia infrastructure projects. Caroline McGregor reports.
4: The money from the Economic Development Administration will support the expansion of a northern panhandle business complex along with upgrades to water treatment and distribution systems in Pineville and Doddridge County. Senator Joe Manchin calls the investment a long-term economic opportunity that he says will result in high-paying jobs. Individual awards include more than $3 million for Business Development Corporation of the Northern Panhandle to support an expansion of the Beach Bottom Industrial Complex in Weirton, more than $2.5 million for the Doddridge County Public Service District for water infrastructure improvements, and $1.5 million to upgrade Pineville's water treatment and distribution systems, which will accommodate future expansion and new business development. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor in Charleston.
0: For people with mental health challenges, life can be complex. Add the trauma of incarceration, and they're caught up in a system that's not designed for treatment. Despite that, many people with mental illnesses are behind bars, sometimes without support or medication. On the latest episode of Us and Them, host Trey K. here's the experiences of people who say the suicide watch cells and paper clothing designed to protect them while in jail were instead humiliating. Here's an excerpt of our new episode.
5: Lara Lawson is from the town of Milton in Cabell County. She has her master's degree in sociology. She's passionate about social justice issues and... She's bipolar.
3: I've been diagnosed as bipolar 1 since I was about 21.
5: We used to refer to someone who is bipolar as manic depressive. A person with bipolar 1 can have manic episodes that last several days.
3: When I'm manic, like my brain is on fire, I can't use anything to really stop the process that's going on. You feel like you're euphoric you know, you feel like you're invincible.
5: Lawson says she's managed her bipolar pretty well over the years. She recognizes that she needs medication.
3: Honestly, my doctors tend to treat me on a fairly low dose of medication. I'm actually pr- very high functioning, very intelligent, and I've always been able to pull off life pretty much regardless of dealing with some severe mental health s- symptoms at times. but.
5: But there are trade-offs to being on constant medication. And a few years ago, she came across one she wasn't willing to make.
3: I've, you know, had to take my cautious risk when I chose to be a mother. And that cautious risk is, well, you just go without.
5: Lawson took that risk in 2012 to become a mom. She went off her meds. After her child was born, she stayed off her meds to breastfeed a few years later her unmedicated mental health issues reemerged
3: so in 2015 i had a massive uh, manic episode
5: Lawson got into an argument with the person she was staying with she left with her clothes in the dryer and she found herself speeding down the interstate in her bathing suit
3: they did clock me <laughs> at a at a speed that was <laughs> was categorized as felony fleeing um
5: she says she ran a red light and found herself in a police chase
3: i didn't know what was going on at first um and then there were like several huntington cops around me and i started to realize what was going on and then i just like wanted to not die so i continued to drive (laughs)
5: You don't want to die. One person would say, well, I'm going to pull over and I'm going to comply. But you chose, what, to just mash your accelerator and, and, and zoom back to Milton?
3: That that was what my manic brain told me to
1: do.
5: Lawson says the police put out spike strips to stop her. She says she got out of the car, surrendered, and was taken to Western Regional Jail. Had you been to Western before?
3: No. No, it was my first time seeing what it was like. It was my first time being inside that system at all. And it was horrifying.
0: We've been listening to an excerpt from the latest Us and Them episode, Mental Health Crisis Behind Bars in West Virginia. Tune in tonight at 8 on West Virginia Public Broadcasting, where you can hear the entire episode. There will be an encore broadcast on Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m. Us and Them is supported by The Just Trust, the West Virginia Humanities Council, CRC Foundation, the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation, and the Daywood Foundation. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 751. Rain and thunderstorms today, highs in the 60s and 70s. Chance of rain tonight with lows in the 50s. Variable cloudiness tomorrow with a chance of rain and thunderstorms. Highs in the 60s and 70s. Support for WVPB is provided by Dutch Miller Subaru in Charleston. Dutch Miller Automotive is proud to be dedicated to multiple community service initiatives and local charities. More about our team and the Subaru love promise at DutchMillerSubaru.com. And by the Charleston Coliseum, presenting Ringo Starr and his All-Star Band on October 9th. Tickets at Coliseum Box Office or Ticketmaster.com. Earlier this month, West Virginia University affirmed its decision to cut 28 majors and more than 140 faculty positions. Now, more than 40 university faculty, student, and alumni from the ceramics, print, and sculpture departments are coming together at a local art gallery to put on an exhibition of their work titled, Deep Cuts. Reporter Chris Schultz sat down with WVU professor and owner of Morgantown Art Gallery, Galactic Panther, Eli Pollard, to discuss the exhibit and the impacts of the university's cuts.
6: Can you tell me a little bit about your teaching at the university?
1: I do teach at the university currently, but this looks like it will be my final semester. I started here in 2008 in the humanities department. I had about 300 students a year teaching Western Civ. Unfortunately, all the faculty from that department has been fired, um, let go, which was kind of mind-blowing considering the amount of students I had for about $23,000 a year. I was able to transition over to the design department, which has been great. I've taught fashion design for them, interior design, landscape architecture. I do a lot of drawing and foundations courses and portfolio courses for those departments. and I've been teaching in design and community development and also developing uh, study broad courses. We've gone all over. I started in Central America, and then things got a little bit difficult working in Central America. I wasn't allowed to go there anymore, and so I started working more in Europe. But I just got word last night that I won't be able to run those anymore either, which is a huge loss, again, to the students, you know.
6: What has been the impact on your role?
1: Just this past few days, I've learned. First off, maybe four or five days ago, I was told, My position teaching is over. And I I had always understood that there was a possibility to continue the education abroad courses. I will no longer be able to teach those as of, I guess, last night or the night before I was told that one. So they're both done. So my focus is here on the gallery now. I've been here for 15 years teaching now. So it's kind of a, you know, take a moment to adjust. But I've had a lot of warning. Like I said, my first department was completely slashed. So I've been kind of grappling with this before all this kind of headline news hit. And it's just unfortunate now because I'm seeing so many people I know and respect uh, facing the same kind of future, basically.
6: You know, obviously this has a much wider effect, which is why we're going to be talking about this event happening later this week. But before we get into that, can you tell me a little bit about the background of Galactic Panther?
1: Yeah, I started Galactic Panther right before COVID hit. So we pretty much opened up here in Morgantown during COVID, which was tricky, of course. Um, It's already tricky to have an art gallery. uh, To make it extra tricky, I'm on the outskirts of Morgantown. And to make it (laughs) that much more challenging, it was opening during COVID. It's worked to a certain extent. Um, The gallery is still here in Morgantown. Because of my efforts here, I had a partner who was interested in, in assisting with Opening a a second space in the D.C. area, we are focusing on art exhibits, of course, as a gallery, but we have events in there. Um, So some healing events and music events and art events are kind of the real focus.
6: So tell me a little bit more about um, this week's event.
1: Uh, This Friday the 29th from 530 to 930 is uh, when we'll be having our event.
6: And, and what what is the
1: event? Deep cuts is an exhibition from the WVU Printmaking, Sculpture, and Ceramics departments. This includes faculty, student, and alumni. So it's a, a quite a large grouping of artists. We've got about forty visual artists involved, and then I've also got music booked for the evening as well, by alumni of these departments.
6: So how did this all come together?
1: This is something that I came up with that just felt like a need. It was a necessity that this happened, I felt. And I didn't see that anybody else was offering this. So um, I reached out to the art department. They were uh, very positive in the response and um, have had a strong hand in um, curating this exhibit. Um, They've reached out to uh, many students and alumni to expand our voice, so to speak. Um, So we're all coming together, and I've got to start running now and make sure we're all ready for Friday.
6: (laughs) What are you hearing from the people that are contributing to this show about the need to do this now? Because it seems kind of bittersweet to have simultaneously such a great plethora of, of local artists coming together, but also the reason behind it is is obviously um, a bit of a weight, to say the least.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, it is bittersweet. I have heard a lot of frustration coming from the artists as they're bringing their work in. It's just a blow, not just to the students at the university um, and to the faculty, but to the community. I mean, as I mentioned, these artists are doing things like the Morgantown Studio Tour. If that faculty has to leave, then that is going to leave probably with them. One of these artists is designer, state quarter. Um, one of these artists you know, teaches at Bow Park for everybody's kids in the summertime. So there's, there's huge impacts here um, culturally. These impacts culturally, of course, will have eventual economic impacts, which brings us full circle, which makes you wonder why these are even happening. If the folks making these cuts are doing this for economic reasons – They're mistaken. They're deeply mistaken, because these are the people that build the economy of a community. They build the community and they build the economy. So if you're getting rid of the people that do this, you're shooting yourself in the foot, ultimately. And that's part of the message that we're here to convey.
6: Is there anything else... That I haven't asked
1: you about. Uh, This is a free event. Again, it's Friday from 530 to 930. Donations are greatly appreciated. Buying artwork is highly encouraged. We would accept payment plans because this is supporting artists. It also, from day one at Galactic Panther, we have given a portion of all sales to local food banks. Please come out. Please be respectful of the neighborhood, but come out in numbers and and be heard. I don't know that I'm the spokesperson for the full process of what's happening at WVU. I'm just a a kind of a modest megaphone for the artists in the area and the community that's being affected at large. I think this this is a great opportunity uh, this weekend to come together and discuss this. Uh, This is maybe beyond the 11th hour, but there's a lot of intelligent people here, and if our voices can be heard, maybe we can come up with a positive solution here.
0: That was Eli Pollard speaking with reporter Chris Schultz, about the art exhibition, Deep Cuts, being put on by the WVU faculty, students, and alumni. The exhibition will run through November in Pollard's gallery. For more information and a longer version of this interview, visit our website at wvpublic.org. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Concord University and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.